Welcome to the Ideal Investor Show. This is the podcast where we help you challenge your mindset and discover where you are. Tired of stories about other people's success? We can help you change your life, determine your time freedom point and join us on the journey to financial success. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Ideal Investor Show. As I said in uh, the start of the new year, I wanted to give you a little bit of an outlook. And part of the outlook started with talking about what are the interest rates going to do and what are the rents going to do. And I also uh, spoke a little bit yesterday about cash flow. And today I want to expand on the cash flow situation. So one of the things is always also to say, okay, well, cash flow is the actual what's called the nominal amount of money that ends up in your savings account or reserve account or accumulation account, whatever name you give it. So let's say <clears throat> you buy a $150,000 house, you get $1,500 rent and you have your financing and your insurance and your property taxes and your property management with the turnkey provider and all of those things. And let's just for easy calculation say you're making $200 in your pocket at the end of every month. So that's one thing. But then you also want to look at say, okay, well, so if I bought that $150,000 house and I put $30,000 or 20% as my down payment, so in that year, 2024, making $200 in your pocket, is $2,400, how much is that in relation to the 30% that I put in, right? And that's somewhere uh, about 8%, right? So that's called the cash-on-cash cash return. It's 8% in that case. Now, the question is, is there a way for us to increase those 8%? And not just for a short period of time, but for a long period of time. So let's just say we were to find somebody who says, you know, you're getting these $200 or 8% cash on cash return. How about you give me those $200 per month and I give you $15,000 in addition for your deal. So I said earlier, we bought a house for $150,000 and put $30,000 down. And now we're basically getting another 15000 that we don't have to take out of our own pocket. And we only put 15000 down ourselves. Now you might say, okay, well, if I put 15000 more in, so my own is not thirty, my own is 15000 but I have no cash flow. Well, these $200 that we pay back basically for the 15000 is just to cover the expenses on this extra money. And the deals that we have for our partners would go for a five-year period. So what will happen in those five years? Let's say we are very conservative and the increase in value spread across those five years on the property is only 3% per year, which I think is really, really conservative. So in five years, your property has increased in value by 15%. And remember, we paid 150 for it. So 15% would be right around $22,000. So the other thing that since we are at the beginning of 2024, we have to ask ourselves, will there be a likelihood, a high likelihood that in the next five years, meaning like till the beginning of 2029, interest rates will continue to come down. And as I said in an earlier episode, it is already projected that they're going to come down in the second half of 2024 by a little bit. 
And I think it's not unrealistic to say, well, in 2025 and six and seven, they might continue to come down. Will they ever go down back to 3% like they were or 3.5%? I don't know. But let's just say we got the money right now. If we were to do this investment for the $150,000 house right now, we would probably pay 8.5%. And if interest rates keep coming down for the next five years, maybe they come down so that we can get financing for 5%. Right Now, our house has increased 15% in five years. And the interest we have to pay is significantly less by 2 or 2.5% in five years. So if we say, okay... In five years, these $15,000 that we received will have to be repaid. Well, our house, just the house itself, if we refinance it, is worth about $175,000 by then. So, obviously, if we refinance it on the basis of $175,000, we would get those twenty-two dollars or $23,000 in the pocket, and we could pay back the $15,000 that we used as a bridge financing then we also at the same time would reduce our monthly costs. So instead of having $200 a month, we would probably realistically be able to get $350 per month. Now, when I said at the start of this episode, this is a long-term play. So now, if you look at the overall situation that could happen with this approach, you would have bought a $150,000 house, only put $15,000 in, sometime in the next five years you would refinance it, get $350 in monthly cash flow, and more and more every year as rents increase, which I haven't even put into the consideration. And you will never have put more than the $15,000 in in the beginning. So now when you look at how much is actually my return, let's say year six, you get $350 a month. I want to be really, really conservative, right? So that's basically in the order of little more than $4,000 a year and you put $15,000 in, right? Can you see how that actually is like 25% in year six and keeps growing as your rent income keeps growing? So this bridge for five years, there is one thing that is basically a term that I like sometimes to consider in our investing, and that is kind of delayed gratification. We're putting 15 in instead of 30. We're having less cash flow because we're paying interest on the 15. And these numbers are just kind of very rough numbers. You probably don't have to pay the full $200 a month just to get the 15000 But just as a sake of argument, we assume we wouldn't have any cash flow. But then if you think about it, you bought the house with a 30-year mortgage, so for 25 years, you will have 25 plus percent return on your investment. And that's not even considering continued increase in value, continued increase in rents, and continued lesser and lesser balance in your mortgage. So if you really sit down and do this deal with this five-year uh, bridge, it is almost insane. People will say there is no way real estate can make that kind of a return. And think about it, that return is consistent every year. It's not like the stock market that goes up and down. So if you are now thinking, wow, I can get a property long term for cash flow, building my cash flow portfolio, working towards the time freedom point, working on sooner and earlier being able to retire with a really, really nice amount of money and relatively little money of my own invested, 
I want to find out more how that works, then you should go to idealinvestorshow.com and you find the button that says book a call and then just book a call with me and let's have a conversation, go a little bit more in the, in the details. But this option to not just do a 1% deal, like I said yesterday, but accelerating and deepening the opportunity by partially bridging the down payment. That's really something that should trigger you to think about. And if you really have 30,000, and I just want to leave that kind of like as the cherry on the icing of the cake. If you had 30,000, instead of buying one property with 20% down, you can buy two and put 15,000 each. How cool would that be? Right? So then, since we are still in early part of 2024, with one deal, with one time 30,000, you would already have met the goal of most people for the whole year by buying two properties instead of one for the same amount of down payment. So I hope that gives you some thought of getting to the website and booking a call and let's get in a conversation and join our community because I really love to help you doing all of that. So be well, stay safe, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.